0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Third and Goal podcast. This episode is a little bit later in the week than what we normally record because we've decided to do something a little bit different. We're really pleased to be involved in the charity fantasy football pod-off, which consists of 12 podcasts which have all joined together, joined the fantasy football league. Uh, we've all paid an entrance fee to do so, pulled the money together and we're going to face off against each other in a charity fantasy football league and we've all nominated a charity and I can't remember what the terms of the winner was whether the winner takes all or there's some money to second place in the charity but irrespective of that one or two charities are going to benefit greatly from this and in fact um, other charities are benefiting from this because a couple of teams who decided that they um, wanted to Sure, their chances away, way of actually auctioned off their picks in the draft. So, pe- they asked people to donate to their charity, and in return, they could pick, um, make picks for them in the draft. Which we're hoping, from our point of view, because we're in it to win it, are going to be comedy, um, comedy picks. But we'll see what happens. Um, Dan is running a little bit late. He's going to be with us soon. Fred is here. How are you, Fred? very well thank you yourself yeah good thank you and the charity that we are representing um is something that is close to your heart fred so why don't you tell us about who we're representing in this fantasy football league
1: yeah absolutely so we're representing uh the rosemary foundation which is a hospice at home uh, for people who need palliative care not just from conditions such as cancer but essentially any any reason why you need palliative care at home it enables uh, the victims of life-limiting illnesses and life-limiting diseases to be able to stay at home be surrounded by family, uh, which I can speak from personal experience, um, because my mother unfortunately passed away from a brain tumour ten years ago, but uh, this facility enabled her to be at home uh, for a lot longer than she otherwise would, have, and um, provided a great comfort to her as well, because it isn't just the physical aspect of the care, it's the psychological support and the uh, the friendliness as well, they provided for her, which um, really was very wonderful at a time, which was very difficult. So I'm delighted that uh, Rob and Tanner both agreed to support this charity as well, and hopefully with their fantasy football expertise, uh, maybe win it some money. Yeah,
0: well, I'm not sure about our expertise, but, um, <laughs> you know, we're obviously we're going to try our best. Um, like I said, there's 11 other great charities in this as well Um, but hospices up and down the country do incredible work and my uncle he he was in uh, a hospice as well and um he was really badly ill with with cancer as well um and you know the the work the hospice did and you know they're not nice places to go when you're visiting somebody but you know the care and that they gave him towards the end of his life was was great so um, you know, from my point of view, and uh, I'm sure Dan's the same. I'm, you know, pleased that we we are representing a hospice, and um, that, like all the others up and down the country, like I say, will do a lot of great work.
1: Absolutely.
0: Right. Well, the draft has officially started. We are picking at number seven. Um, there's a. Basically how this is working is for the first night, there is 10 minutes on the clock for every team. Um, so hopefully we'll get through some picks and it won't be too boring for anybody that might be listening. Uh, we'll mock everybody else's as <laughs> well um, as we go. And like I say, we're hoping that some of the uh, teams that have auctioned off their picks get some comedy picks um, along <laughs> along the way that we can we can laugh at. Um, so, yeah, we're waiting for that. If anyone's listening, if you're interested in fantasy, then we hope this is um, quite an interesting episode, maybe. Fred, you're, is this your first year doing fantasy football?
1: No, I have did, did it for a couple of years. Um, last year, I just I didn't for a variety of reasons, really, and uh, I'm really looking forward to getting back into it. I mean, I think probably... What Rob wants is someone to talk tactics with and uh, sort of have some knowledge to bat off against his, and I have not, neither of those things to bring to the table. So um, it'll be very interesting. But um, who do we decide in the end, Cam or Mac for, for first? first pick? Yeah, I think
0: what we decided was we aren't going to draft one Patriots player for. <laughs> <coughs> oh, this is quite interesting to see how this first round will go, because... Um, it's a PPR league, which means that everybody gets, well, the receivers or running backs, um, if they get a reception, they get one point. Um, But tight ends, it's a tight end premium league, but rather than tight ends getting an additional one point, they will get an additional two points. So for every reception that a tight end catches, they will get three points. Um so we're sort of hoping that a top tight end it'd be it'd be daft not to take a top tight end in the first round, I think, in a in a tight end premium league where they're getting an additional two points for a reception. Um but we'll just see sort of how the board falls. The first team got four and a half minutes left, so I'm hoping they don't sit too much longer because um I don't know. What we're really gonna talk about. Um, so <laughs> they do.
1: I mean in terms of I guess obviously we alluded to see you and or well, me not doing so much fancy, but Rob, I don't know if you want to talk about how much how much you've done and uh, obviously Dan as well. I know you guys have strong really strong opinions um on who you want to pick and, and why, which obviously you don't want to sort of reveal too much on on here, but um but yeah, I'd be interested to I guess hear a bit about your background.
0: Um well I've I've played for a few years now. It wasn't until last year when I properly, properly got into it and um, I think the lockdown didn't help. Um, I was only off work for six weeks, but you know people were starting dynasty leagues pretty early um, and I ended up joining a few. Um, and then with the rise of the ATL Falcons UK, Um, group, I decided to make a Falcons dynasty league, a 12-player league that filled up, so I made a second that filled up, so I made a a third Um, so I actually run three Falcons leagues, Falcons the second one is actually now half Falcons half friends, Um, and the third one is a mix of UK and there's six UK fans and six US fans in there, so that's pretty cool
1: to pull you up on the second one, I mean, me and Dan, I don't think, are in that half half Friends League, and I thought we were your only friends. So, um,
0: you are Fred, you're quite right, you and Dan are my only friends. Thank you. Um, these uh, Falcons 2 is full of associates, then Fred. Oh, thank you, not friends, but associates. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then, you know, I ended up in about 15 leagues last year, I think, which is small for I compared to some people that were in like 30 plus, but, you know, even with 10 leagues towards the end, I found it, you know, going through waivers twice a week and 15 leagues, I, I did find it, you know, quite, quite a lot. So I've tried to cut down a few, but then I've joined a few more, uh, but I've tried to, you know, join ones which are paid now so I can compete for a little bit of money. Um, I'm not great. I won a few. I oh. finished near the bottom in a few, um, so and in the middle in quite a lot as well. So,
1: so Rob, just your level of fantasy then, I guess, really. So, it's fact finding for me, and hopefully for a few people listening as well. So, obviously, you mentioned you won a few. I mean, how much are you playing? How much are you playing for? I guess, really. The, what's the most you played for last year? What is the the
0: average, I guess, really? Well, last year I didn't compete. Yeah. I, the only one I paid for was a charity league run by Paul NFL Fantasy UK or whatever his Twitter handle is. Um, and I came second in that, I think. Okay. So, a charity benefit benefit from that, but the rest of them were free. But this year, I decided that you know, to make it a bit more interesting, I'd actually pay to join some. so um again i've joined one of paul's paid leagues which is 50 pounds a year and i've joined one of dan's that you're in the pac-man premier league which i can't remember how much that was 25, 25. a year yeah. was it um so yeah i just thought you know if i can play for a bit of money and you know transition from paid to uh, free to pay leagues um and you know obviously draft kings as well as uh <laughs> we know, like which is you know like i'm to say but rather than season long we've been playing daily fantasy Um not just in not just in that either but we've been playing in the uh, in the euros as well a bit of soccer and you've been you've been winning quite a few of those haven't you Fred?
1: I do very well my knowledge of Macedonian football is unmatched it would appear <laughs> I don't have a great knowledge of it so uh, disappointing on a on a lot of a uh, lot of levels I mean something else Rob I mean I don't know if this is more of a question for Dan maybe but again really interested just from a you know, who are we up against sort of thing is there anyone out of the of do you know a lot of the people in the fantasy league of the charity league that we're uh, up against here um, is there anyone to watch out for would you say that you know is uh, well it's going to be very good
0: um, I don't know I guess outside the huddle might be um, the obvious one as well is Dynasty Island who's representing uh, Five Yard Dynasty not sure who their charity first picks,
1: is 1st picks pick's been made sorry to sorry to interrupt
0: yeah. Um you know, like I say, a couple of them have decided to, rather than bank on winning the league and their charity getting the winnings, they've gone for which is, you know, it's a good idea, get people to pay and guarantee some money for their charity and then maybe tank the league, but at least their charity has benefited in other ways. Um, but yeah, the first pick is in, and Patrick Mahomes has gone first overall. Um, not quite sure how I feel about that, to be honest.
1: Well, you spoke about being tight end heavy, Rob, and um I mean, does that, about dropping names in, maybe sort of uh, help us a little bit, would you say?
0: Yeah, maybe. I suppose it depends. I think Russian Fumble, who are third, have been auctioning all their picks off, so they're going to get someone like Tebow, I think, at num- number three overall. <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, it's a super flex league, so you can play two quarterbacks. So quarterbacks are going to be sort of at a premium as well. You don't want to, you know, if you're in a typical redraft or a one-quarterback league, then you can sort of afford to pick one up later on. But in a two-quarterback league where they're high scorers, you don't want to end up with two or three average to poor ones because um, it can kill your season but I don't know Patrick Mahomes number one overall I don't
1: know oh there we go another one in not, also not a tight end
0: yeah Christian McCaffrey I think yeah I think I don't know first two picks I probably didn't expect a tight end to probably go I'd be amazed if Kels doesn't go in the top five I think that's if everybody else has read the scoring rules if they've not then that might uh, that play playing to, to our advantage.
1: Well, I know that obviously there's been a, well, from you and Dan, so that's mostly who I get most of my fantasy information from, but, you know, a lot of, a lot of talk, a lot of hype around uh, CMC, obviously, for, for next year, and how, uh, you know, how you're expecting to fall in the top couple of picks in every fantasy draft, almost regardless of the rules, is that fair to say?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think Christian McCaffrey, he's got to be, Definitely in that conversation for the first overall pick, you know people generally go for running backs early in a normal league because running back quality thins out pretty quickly. Um Whereas wide receivers, I neglected wide receivers in, uh, in a draft I normally uh, recently did in an IDP league and went for IDP early and scooped up a load of high-scoring uh, linebackers and. Defensive backs, and um, then because because there's so many wide receivers out there that can score points, you know, you can the quality doesn't thin out as much. But running backs, um, you know, they can they can run short pretty quickly. And Kels has just gone. Yeah, it's another uh,
1: pick and it's, it's Kels in it, which again I think you predicted it as you said. Obviously, I think we all we all felt that might be the. Uh, be the case there. Um, certainly. So I don't know I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to uh, I feel like I'm I've learnt quite a lot just even just in general conversations with you two and the you know, the importance of well potential importance of stacking. I definitely see the the pros I think it'd be interested to see how that works in reality, which I imagine it does if you guys are so keen on stacking. Well
0: so, stacking's better in, in Best Ball, so hmm. Best ball, basically like what we've been doing on draftkings is where you don't pick a lineup every week. the lineup is automatically picked based on your high scoring players so the thought process behind stacking is that you know you've got a quarterback a uh, running back, a uh, wide receiver or two, and the tight end and they absolutely demolish a team and they all get points then you could score a huge amount of points that week. it can also work against you um you know, if they don't score a lot of points, but in best ball, then you're, you'd hope that your other players would pick up the points. But when it's not best ball, I mean, like in this, it's not best ball, so I'd not. You know, we're going to have to pick a lineup every week, so stacking is not something generally that that you'd look to do outside of best ball, really.
1: Just going to say a best ball scenario, then se, for sake of argument, just to I guess talk about a sort of fantasy options. Uh, I feel like I'm bombarding you with questions again, Robert. It's like. Uh, deja vu, but um, I know nothing about uh, about this really. So it'd be pointless asking me a load of questions. Um, but say, for example, I was thinking, could you just stack the Dallas Cowboys in that NFC East and think probably at least you're gonna have six very good weeks there? Um, oh my god! <laughs> <coughs> We've missed out on Mac Jones. Sorry to interrupt myself, but car. Uh, I mean, I can feel. Oh God, they changed the strategy. I almost want to pull out the league now. Robert, I you feel
2: similar. Um, yeah, I think... Uh... <laughs> they must have walked him <laughs> out They must have walked him out
1: It's Mac Jones, yeah. or Mac Jones' dad. Mac Jones' mum.
0: Yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Oh, in fact, no, I've just read further up, and... Um... They did say if somebody donated $100 to their charity, they would pick Mac Jones. And uh, Dynasty Draft jumped straight in and donated $100, which is a fantastic effort, which should be applauded. Um, And they have kept their word and they have drafted Mac Jones with the fourth overall pick. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Admirable decision. But, like I say, at least their charities uh, benefited to the tune of $100. Oh, so they don't mind too much. No, absolutely. And anyway, back to my uh, let's
1: all draft the Cowboys because they're going to romp the NFC East theory in best. But is that uh, a valid idea or are you still better, say, going with a... I guess like, it's a bit different because obviously you can change it. But you say, are you better off going with a team like Kansas who you know are going to be very good if you can stack a Kansas team regardless of who they're playing? Is that a better option than, say, stacking a Dallas team who you know they're going to have six... Relatively weak games, at least.
0: I think the problem you've got with stacking, and I found this in uh, DraftKings, is when you've got to wait for your next pick. And if you're trying to pick Tyreek Hill, um, Travis Kels, and Patrick Mahomes, then you're going to have a real difficult time trying to get all three of those players. Especially if you're in a, you know, if you're in a twelve-team league and you're trying to stack the Kansas City Chiefs in a best ball situation you're not going to be able to get Mahomes, Kels and Hill unless well I think I have a few times in a, in a six man league but certainly in a 12 team league it's going to be difficult so yeah, yeah. like a Dallas, te- a Dallas stack is definitely going to be easier to, to build and I think that's the main problem we're trying to stack a, a top top team's players
1: where do you pitch your stack then? Do you pitch to say what you view as a second tier team or?
0: Yeah, I think I've sort of tried to, you know, I've just picked like a top running back in the first round. Um, and then sort of tried to, you know, I managed the other day, I managed to get a, a full um, Tennessee Titans stack. So I got um, Ryan Tannehill, AJ Brown, Julio Jones, and Ferska at tight end. So,
1: to uh, the draft
0: who do Oh well, you know, I did have my doubts because I thought is he gonna is he gonna stay fit? Oh, we are on the clock now.
3: Perfect um, timing.
0: Um, what have I missed? Um we're on the clock Dan. That's what awesome. you missed.
1: You guys talk us through it. I'll be quiet for this bit I'll you know you guys missed
3: strategy
2: by now. What are we doing?
4: Well, Kelson Waller have gone.
2: I don't know. I tend to agree with you, but you know. Kittle, is he
4: going to stay fit? Do we draft him?
2: Um, two points high in premium by reception.
4: You should. As year, a full year outsport quarterback. So even though it's uh 2QB league, I mean, if you go back the year
2: before 31 39 70 to 80 receptions at 2 points each is 140
4: on yards and touchdowns Yeah I mean when you
0: look at the 2 additional points he'll get per reception, like I said the projected points he's got, he's going to I think there's only Patrick Mahomes who outscore him that's left on the board and he's gone so yeah I mean I've not got a issue in gambling on someone like Kittle and hope he uh, hope he stays fit I think
3: that's where we need to go oh, this early that's for sure is it me to do or can you guys do it
5: I can't do it it's great that. that's, you.
3: that's
4: me then we ain't Kittle then guys go for it
2: Yeah, see a few of them
3: picked up. He went
0: third. Mm. One oh, no, at five. Jones at four. That's a
3: interesting pick. <laughs> I applauded it. Ah, uh, is that our Russian fumble people?
0: No, it's not. It's um. It's not, is it? They've
3: um.
0: I think are they one of the American ones? They posted saying if somebody donated a hundred dollars to their charity, they would draft Jones in the first round. And yeah, the Draft, guys.
3: And mm-hmm. what? Fair play to him then.
0: Yeah, Ooh, no, absolutely. That's stepped up and uh, donated $100, so that's what they did. Who so donated? the Draft. Good old J.K., hey?
3: Mm, of the show. Fantastic. Really fantastic. That is awesome. He's on the clock as well now, is he?
5: He is, yeah. The Russian
3: football boys have auctioned off nearly every pick. <laughs> around the, around the, yeah, they've sold every pick for a donation. They've got, i say complete strangers, they've got the public, shall we say, picking their players in order of when they donated. Um, they were down to about round 13 and 14 at lunchtime today. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, we touched I know
0: earlier and said some of the
3: other people within the draft have bought their picks as well not to use for themselves they're still picking for Russian Fumble but they're going to be sabotaged I feel
0: <laughs> yeah well we said that and but on the flip side I mean you know they've maybe sabotaged their own draft but their charity has benefited hugely for it without them you know at no risk they don't have to bank on, on winning do they so I mean it's a you know They'll probably not mind so much.
3: It was a pretty smart play. I guess they're already winning, right? They've clocked as much as, much as some others will after seventeen weeks of fantasy picking torture.
0: Yeah, so got
3: cash in the bank already.
0: Yeah, so fair play to them.
1: Yeah, why not? Dan, what did you think? I mean, I got Rob's opinion on this, but obviously we talked about how important tight ends are. Mahomes' first pick. What were your sort of thoughts? In general,
3: Superflex League, two QBs, Patrick Mahomes, best QB available fantasy-wise, probably general-wise. Uh, if I was in stand at Superflex with the 101, I think that's probably where I'd go. You know, you can, you know, I mean, this is a redraft, really he's going to score points. In the speed, definitely, because you can stick him in your roster for 10 years. We don't have to trade him, we don't have to upgrade him, we don't have to get him out. Yeah if I'm 101 and it's a, a super flex, especially if it's sleep in the lead pad hope home before I go. In this league, I may have attempted to take Kelsey. Yeah, Um I think if we'd have had it, I think I'd have I don't know what you guys think, but I'd have been pulling for us but take Travis Kelsey, I just think the receptions he gets but that extra premium is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it'd be a like I said. I think Mahomes, like saying a redraft league, it's probably a bit. You'd still probably expect him in redraft these days to go in the first round for sure, but yeah. maybe one hundred one, bit, bit too early. Um, it's
3: less urgent in a redraft, than it, isn't it? Honestly,
0: yeah, definitely. So, recapping on them, then because we missed a few because we were talking and then we got on the clock. So we've got Mahomes one hundred one. McCaffrey one or two. that one
3: done? No problem with it at all. If, if McCaffrey sat there at any position on the board, I think taking. So yeah, them two one two three. There with Kelsey at three, other one two three. What all are they going? I think it depends on who's picking and, and yeah. their preference, but but no problem in this league with them three being one two three.
0: Yeah. Uh, no problem at all either with Matt Jones going at the fourth on the basis that they've uh, scooped $100 for their charity, so fair play to that one. Then Darren Waller goes. He was Initially, we spoke about having him over Kittle if he fell to seven just on the basis of staying fit. Derek Henry then at 106, and then we pick Kittle at 107. Is that sort of how... Take Mac Jones out of the equation. Is that sort of the way that we expected the board to fall? Yes,
3: uh, some guys will see traditional value in running backs. Some guys will see super flex and uh, QBs. Some guys have seen tight end premium and gone, "Oh, there might be a, a bonus points here at the tight end." So, I mean if this is a one, two, one, two, three, it's going to be a pretty even split. Getting to nine, we could have three of each. Gone. I think that's in uh, case everyone's looked at the scoring and the roster and the setup. And, uh, and decided different strategies a little bit here and different importance and values, which is what you want from the league. Everyone's rushing for the same 5, 10, 15 players. It's a bit mute point, right? So you want different people to look at different strategies and different ideas and, and build their roster different. value players differently. And that's exactly what's happening here. So fair play Phil for creating it that way.
1: So guys, with this format, if, for example, one or two of your stars are out, is it a, a massive loss or, you know, is there enough I guess, depth in what you're doing and an opportunity to get points in other ways or how bad does it hit, really? you say two of your top three picks are out injured. Two of top three picks are out injured,
3: you're probably done for the year. Yeah, you're probably supposed to lose two guys, <laughs> one of them being a the top guy and someone else. Um, if you lose two out of the top three, Probably in a spot of bother. Um, many leagues last year were done for with like from Barkley going down and Christian McCaffrey going down. They were pretty much one on two last year in fantasy terms. So they are recoverable. You know, you look at James Robinson last year when undrafted in most leagues. Like Davis, after CMC went down, was on waivers. So you can pick up gap fills and decent point guys. You're not going to pick up a first round player from were, but there is enough there if you're smart enough. I think for waiver wires and leagues, this is not that deep. Twelve team, twenty-one, Best time line up in the world. I think there'd be enough, but the waiver wire will be deep enough. The ones that generally win this part of the league will be the guys that play the waiver wire smartest, the ones that can add a James Robinson and can add a Mike Davis and do that early and then they've got 4 foresight running back to someone else's two because of the bonus they get. To answer your question, if you lose two of your top three guys, and know you're probably done for. Can you
2: buffer that somewhat? Yes, give yourself a fine chance.
1: Any dark horses in the later rounds then, you think you know, they're going to be a great pick up and, and going to surprise people with the way the format works? Of course, There's a few obvious names at the top, but anyone you think, oh, we don't want to give that away, I don't know.
2: I want to keep that back for next week. Um, yeah, funny, I don't know how many rounds we're going to get through tonight and how many things are
3: going to I would go and get every Atlanta Falcons running back you can, uh, like Goldust. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're, they're like Goldust because there's enough of them, or any of them. Dolphins quarterbacks as well. The quarterback's highly valued. Yeah, I, I would be amazed. I'm going to run and get him later.
4: <laughs>
3: yeah, I hope no one's listening to this.
4: <laughs> but
3: no, I mean, if you league. you're looking for
4: wide receivers that are
3: going to have good years. You look at startups last year, and redrafts especially, Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb probably were mid to late round picks, I probably said. 12 roundish maybe a little bit 10-15 to 15, something like that so you know if you can find a Justin Jefferson from actually nowhere in that late round then you're to a winner right the guy I finished I think it was RB6 running by RBC was 6 on last year in PPR so
2: that's second maybe a third round caliber pick and if you still if you can find that guy who that guy is this year? I don't know. I've got one guy I like. Did you like, Rob? Who's the next Justin Jefferson?
5: Oh.
4: This year's Justin Jefferson. Good question. Um, I don't know. Um,
2: I mean you look at Waddle um and the Dolphins. I mean
0: it's not gonna I suppose that's not gonna work out too well for him because he's gonna have two three in the ball to him.
5: <laughs> uh,
0: obviously there's Jamar Chase as well. Um so the the most I think everyone had him going off the board as the the first wide receiver in in the draft this year. Um there were plenty of good wide receivers that, that did go. Um, I mean, you look at Bateman going to the Ravens. Um, when you look at, you know, some other teams, I don't know. It's it's tough. I mean, you talked about Atlanta running, running backs and um, Javion Hawkins, you know, could be, you know, I have passed up the opportunity to draft him. In, I don't think I've drafted him anywhere yet. Uh, yeah. Okay. But yeah. Undrafted in the draft. He's come in. Um, he's behind, behind Mike Davies, but like you say, we've not got an awful lot beyond that now, so there's definitely going to be a role for him there. Um, but
2: yeah.
3: Even I mean, Hawkins for me is the guy that is one step away from in effect, because Davis is a competent RB1, he's gone to Atlanta. Can he fit the offense? Can he perform? He did okay for one season. I a team leading back before that. So, what's Andy's now? So, he, one injury or one and a half bad games from him. And yeah, I think Hawkins has got the perfect opportunity there to fill that void. Um, Rookie drafts this year. I've picked him up in deeper ones and in somewhere I've had fewer picks. He's going undrafted all five round rookie drafts. He's going undrafted so on the waiver the wire. There uh, you yes, go, straight after and go up and somewhere. And... Not hope Mike Davis gets injured, but Mike Davis gets injured. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got some questions again
1: for you fantasy guys, and hopefully, this helps some people. Hopefully, it helped me, but. For example, Jalen Hurts is the 39th most fantasy player in this draft, so I see it. Carl Pitts at 42, Lawrence at 43. So Hurts obviously played some games, but very inexperienced, hasn't blown the world away. Carl Pitts hasn't played any games in the NFL, and Trevor Lawrence hasn't played any games in the NFL. But even worse with Lawrence is he's thrown to, thrown to Jacksonville players. So why are they higher up than, say, Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, um, Mike Evans at Tampa, all these people? So how does that work?
3: The ADP is average draft position and I think we're seeing an offset of rookie hype. The, the video and the praise and they're building up and look at this guy's great. lot on a pedestal to some extent. Um, Dynasty, no problem with that. Hurts being behind Burrow and Lawrence there and then Brady two or three places down and Ryan two below that. No problem with that whatsoever.
2: Redraft, me, I
3: think you've got to take the known quantity over the unknown quantity all day long. I've done a, a, a redraft comp today, and the two quarterbacks I've walked out with are Tom Brady and Matt Ryan. They're going to be in passing the offense. They're going to score passing touchdowns.
4: You know what you're
3: going to get. Um, nobody wants to draft the next Chris instant, I guess, that's going to throw 30 picks in the season. And you don't know if Evan is going to do that. He looks fantastic. Guy looks unbeatable. But he could, right? That, yeah. Uh, they're up there, I think, because of the average aspect. But me and redraft,
0: they're not the way to go. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think, like I say, when you're looking on there on on sleeper, it is it's constantly changing based on who players are drafting in what positions and i think people do get sucked into to the hype and i think in a dynasty situation like dan said i'd probably be tempted to take or i would take trevor lawrence over tom brady because how long is tom brady going to keep playing whereas you know trevor lawrence you could have
3: probably about six years
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah maybe but you know, Trevor Lawrence is going to be there probably for the the lifetime that your dynasty league runs for before it fades out. Whereas Tom Brady, in a few years, you might be looking for a replacement, and especially in a superflex league where you know quarterbacks can be like gold dust, where are you going to where are you going to find one? Um, so that's probably what's what's dragged them up slightly on the running backs and wide receivers. Again, in in dynasty, you might be tempted to to take a rookie relatively early, but you know, I think I'd always be tempted to to go for known quantity, and um, you know, who's near? Who's near Chase? He's the first rookie in wide receivers.
5: Um...
3: He's Moore, more just above Adam Thielen, wide receiver seven last year. Just below, I think he got to be Tyler Lockett, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, John A. Johnson, all below Jamar Chase. Yeah, I'll take every single one of them. Yeah, maybe not actually going to be, but
0: the rest. Yeah, I mean you got Brandon Ayuk as well, even below him. Mm-hmm. Uh, only played one year, so he's got a a long lifespan left. Um, yeah, it's it is strange what seems to drag those rookies further up the uh, the ADP. Um, but we're into round two now. At the end of uh, after we picked Kittle, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook went. And then with the ninth pick, Russian Fumble that were auctioning their picks off, whoever selected for them in the first round selected Jared Goff, um, which is. He's loved. (laughs) Please them, guys. (laughs) Please them, knowing. Dynasty Island took TJ Hawkinson uh, in 10th, and then we had Nick Chubb at 11 and Saquon Barkley at 12. Snake draft, so it's working back down to us. So we're up in six picks time. While we
3: through through nine, just so you know, it was three running backs, three quarterbacks, three tight ends through nine picks.
0: Yeah. So like I said, pretty pretty even split, and then a couple
2: of running backs have have gone since.
4: What we're we thinking from this point.
0: Whether they fall or not, with it being Superflex, I'd be tempted to go with maybe uh, Josh Allen or Kyler Murray.
5: Yeah,
4: fair shot. Looks like your
2: QB1 and builds off of that, right? So, okay with that.
3: Superflex, getting an early premium QB. Things are going to be through three without a running back. There's enough, yeah. I think, that, that mid-tier, that Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, the Andre Swift type two. I think we can get one of those guys in the third and hope we hit the right one.
0: Well, when you look at like where, again, Josh Jacobs is in the uh, ADP, he'll probably fall to us. Last year, he was the uh, running back number eight. Um, David Montgomery as well had a, had a great year last year. Um, Miles Sanders, not too keen on him, I'd give him a wide berth, personally, I don't know what you think.
3: Chris Carson, down at ADP 51, he's a steady, reliable guy, you know what you're going to get.
1: What do we think of Ezekiel Elliott there? I don't want him, but also he seems very high up in terms of ADP for a man whose output wasn't anywhere near what it should have been for the why amount of money he's paid. Fred?
3: Why don't you want him, Fred? Oh, didn't what's he? I don't want him. I don't want him. Well, his output was awful. What was it? Last year. He was the... He was the RB9 still. There's only eight of them better than him. And... He still had 979 yards rushing. And the thing that I asked struck me most... He mm. was 60 carries down on the year before. Two years before he had 60 carries more. Yep four yards a carry that's number 240 yards so he's lost yards yeah he wasn't quite there on yards got a thousand yard season as good as
5: mm.
3: lost yards <coughs> were well, not given to him in carries and I think that was because of the quarterback situation I think if he gets those 60 carries he has a year yeah. exactly the same as the year before that puts me firmly in my place bring him in But <laughs> no, mate, no one's wrong but I think he is falling and I think that is the narrative of he had a bad year mm. I think it felt like a bad year, and it felt like the losing. It didn't look good. And I think they picked four But Actually, if you look at the numbers and analyze the numbers behind it, mm. that that's not there. You know, he's still over four yards of carry, you're over four yards every single year. It's yeah, two hundred and forty-four carries, three hundred and one <laughs> last year. Um, yeah, the same number of targets to the year before, and only two catches less. Yeah, on yeah. numbers. Wasn't a bad year, he just didn't get the ball as much as he did previous years, and he missed the game. But there's of his carries, I guess. But Do we like yeah, uh, he, if he doesn't miss that game? He's up one or two spots, he's probably RB7, he's over a thousand yards. Hmm. I think the fact he's falling is a treat for some people that pick him up incredibly late on. I think his upside is huge.
1: Do we like a Cam Akers? Type as well, very young, sort of breakout half year last year. Sort of in a dynasty situation, he sort of seems to
2: to fit the sort of bill in that situation. Or is there too many unknowns? Um,
3: he's got the potential to be a proper workhorse back for me. I think he's shown flashes of ability. Is he going to be Derek Henry and get you two thousand yards? No if you're picking him up a bit later on in drafts and your RB too, I think is a good option. I actually think Matt Stafford coming in as a passing quarterback will probably actually help him a little bit more. Uh, the, the passing of the running game helps the passing game, but it goes vice versa too. It makes linebackers drop off. It makes a and frees up holes for
2: running backs to get through. So I think Stafford coming in could potentially help
4: him somewhat, rather than hinder him. Mm. Well, <laughs> <he's gone. laughs> there we go, Ezekiel Elliot.
2: He's gone. He's gone.
5: Yeah, so
3: most of us right now, Barclays heading going. I mean, they've gone here 1-12 and 2-1, but I'm glad to see Barkley's going six-seven picks ahead of Elliot. That for me is not. I'd sooner take Elliot with what felt like a bad year but wasn't than Barkley coming off an ACL injury.
5: Mm.
3: Bad year,
2: Elliot. would was more than an injured Barkley, and it wasn't a bad year.
4: No, what's your thoughts on it, Rob? Elliot. No, I think
0: I think it's difficult. seemed like it seemed like a difficult year for him last year. I think he one of his his main issues is fumbling the football, isn't it? Um, And I think last year as well, it seemed like he he wasn't playing that great. His yards per carry wasn't that great. At some point, was. He ended the season last year just over four yards per carry, but I can remember when we spoke about him in one of our earlier pods, and mm. he was way below four yards a carry at that time, I think, and Tony Pollard started taking... It when 2.9, I think, actually, weirdly, I think, when we were speaking about him. Yeah, and uh, I think Pollard was was over three at that point, and um, he only got six touchdowns, but like you say, when you... You look at the yards he got, just shy of the 1,000 in what seemed... When you take the fantasy aspect and the stats out of it, everybody was saying he was having a a, a poor year. But when you look at it and he was the ninth best in a PPR league, then he's not really had a bad year, has he, from a
2: fantasy point of view?
4: Not winning enough at
3: who's being drafted ahead of him in some drafts. Like, of. Cowmakers and DeAndre swifts and that. Some people are aging that way in the same bracket. He's dropping into that bracket of player. And for me, he's a far better back than, than that.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, I can see the. Maybe if you're in a the league, you know, people maybe like building for the future. Um, I mean, he's still only 25, Elliot. Um, 25
3: and done. We're talking about a guy, look.
0: I mean, yeah, but it seems like he's been around forever, doesn't it? Um, and then you look and realize he's only 25. Um, but yeah, I mean, especially in redraft, I agree. I mean, I in the redrafts I've been in, I've pretty much. Avoided rookies not purposely but because I felt like there's been better value in terms of known quantities on the board. Whereas, you know, a rookie that's never taken a snap and how will they perform? Um we've had a few quick picks after that, yeah. Tyrese,
1: almost two, up, haven't we?
0: 2 2 and Alvin Kamara then at 2 3. Um, Alvin Kamara there at the third pick in the second round is a steal, really, isn't it? When you look What's at it Question in about that, but yeah, you know, would you have taken? There's three running backs that have just gone before Kamara, Chubb, Barkley, and Elliot. I'd have taken Kamara over all three. I think.
3: Yeah, me too. Mm. There's a, the uncertainty of who's going to be his QB. I guess. um Aiden Hill appeared to take some of the, the workload off him, especially some of the glory workload off him, the, the goal line stuff. Um, I actually think Winston will win that battle and I think if Winston does win that battle it may be to Kamara's benefit Winston struggled a lot of the Bucks trying to try get the ball downfield and make those plays you did not really have a running back that could catch out of the backfield like Kamara can certainly so Winston at the Bucks, never had that bail out, dump down, flat runner he had to try and get the ball downfield and he fouled at times miserably I think Kamara using that So I think if that ball's not on he knows he's in last chance for his career I guess he'll use that flat he'll use that dump down and I think that will really play to Kamara's strengths so a lot of that obviously depends on who does win the QB battle but if it is Winston I think it will be a benefit to Kamara and I think that's a great thing for that spot
1: yeah also as an aside Kamara's launched his own cereal today as well
2: I know he is yeah Bizarrely. Kamara's <laughs> King What's
5: it called?
1: Kamara's King Crunch cereal.
0: Oh. What, what flavor is it?
3: I'm trying to find out a little bit more about the cereal. Entertaining, <laughs> riveting radio here, people. We <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. now have Fred giggling, googling, giggling, giggling. <laughs>
1: No, about the quarterback battle. The first bit I got was about the
0: cereals. So, Russian Fumble are picking at the moment. This is another auctioned off pick. So, are we open for another comedy pick here?
2: Of sorts, I guess it will be.
5: Hard
3: to say, we can't talk about that big with any kind of aspersion or anything like that. We
4: generally, really don't know what it's going to be. Well, I'll just have to... Have to wait and see.
1: Uh, how does it obviously? Okay, going on to not ignore, ignore the Russian Fumbles pick, but I guess what's it looking like for us guys? Because uh, your input's gonna be a lot more more valid than, than mine on this. Here we go, <laughs> Rodrigo Blankens. <laughs> what a pick! What a pick! <laughs> yeah, so thoughts? yeah. We can have we open a pick? pick. What we're thinking?
5: Think not
3: about in the, the second <laughs> round. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'll that. Uh, as we said earlier they've got the money in the bank and they're laughing at us rather than us laughing at them <laughs> the 11 teams competed and they've really won
0: <laughs> yeah well, you guys. This, this you know it just it adds to yeah there's a comedy valuable well, I was, we've said several times now like you've just said Dan they've got the, their charity's got the money in the bank already so it's you know just a bit of fun their charity's benefited Hours from our point of view, we're trying to win for our charity, so we'll take it a little more seriously. But you can't fault the, you know, the the way they've decided to to go with their draft has has been great, really.
2: Oh, Josh Allen. Oh. So, so. Yeah, so
0: we're on the clock. Um... To be fair, I'd like Alan to fall to us. I mean, I don't know what you, what you think. Do we, do we take someone like? Well, i for here.
3: four quarterbacks now in Murray, Jackson, Dak, and Herbert. All just in the ADP. Do we think one of them might get back to us? Would you be happy with any one of them? For?
1: I'd be happy with Murray. I, I've said before, I think the Cardinals are going to... Do very well. Murray keeps growing as a quarterback. Yeah, You quite like That's the time. Well, yeah.
0: I don't think Murray will fall back round to us, no,
1: though. Well. Jackson worries me because is he going to change? And that he does need a second string. He's so good at what he does, but he needs a second string. His flow, but does that really matter in this sort of environment? That's got needs to division.
0: I mean, do we think someone like Herbert might fall back round to us?
3: I think we're in a pivotal position here where we could we could almost create a QB run. There's one, two, three, four teams without one, and ourselves is five. So I think if we go QB here, that's back-to-back, and two more teams without one, I think this could create a run here.
0: Yeah, because when you look after that, you've got Russell Wilson. Okay, he's going to be a decent shot. Mm-hmm. You've got Aaron Rodgers as question marks over him. Yep. Joe Burrow, just come off an injured rookie year. Then you've got Hurts, Lawrence. Then you've got Stafford and Brady. Then I'd you... be happy
3: taking the top QB now. Somebody in the Brady, Tannehill region, and then someone in the Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson region as a QB three. Like, what are your thoughts, Rob?
0: Yeah, no, like I said, when it came around, round, you know, I suggested Josh Allen or Kyler Murray. I think who's left on the board, Kyler Murray would be my shout. And I think, you know, if we go I think we're gonna they're gonna th- those top ones are gonna thin out. Yeah. Good shout. So so far know. we've got George Kittle and Kyler Murray. Gotta be happy with that after two rounds, right?
3: Their height's the wrong way around though, right? If our QB could be as tall as George Kittle or whatever, <laughs> it was, you know, it Kyler Murray, it might be all right. But well, you wouldn't want Kyler Murray playing tight end, would you? <laughs> you steamrolled every single play. There's, there's Kyler Murray trying to double up on Aaron Donald and he just gets
4: battered oh quick pick good pick running back yeah,
3: Aaron Jones game I like Aaron Jones this year a bit like Zeke he's falling from that top crest of, of running backs. Um, he finished in PPR as the RB5 last year and he's gone back to the same team with the same lineup with the same players. What, why are people not thinking he's going to be RB5 again this year?
1: Are people concerned about Rogers
3: potentially going though? Or how much? I mean, that's, that shouldn't really
1: affect a running back too much, but then you've already said about how it won't, know. but yes or no,
3: Fred. Does Rogers start for the Packers? Yeah, no, I think it will. Yeah, so does Rob, and so do I. So they've got the same offense, it's not like if. We spoke off-season of where could Aaron Jones go and we touted the, the Dolphins or the Bills or something. He would have changed and had a different offence and had a different setup and that to learn. And yeah, I kind of understand that little drop a little bit in his ADP. But if you come back to the same team in the same place with the same offence and the same weapons, then yes, AJ Dillon looks a decent back behind him, but they've lost him all will a two-back backfield now, not a three-back backfield. So if anything, he should get more opportunities, not that. Yeah. So, why the RB five falls in a lot of drafts in the second round concerns me a <laughs> bit. Uh,
1: quickly, you were completely right. We created a bit of a rush here. I mean, we will take we'll take the credit, even though obviously Allen went before us. But Prescott on the middle Jackson have gone straight off. Aaron Jones.
3: Yeah, I think we'll see Herbert in the next pick or two, um, then the quality of QB does. Maybe Russell Wilson, but the quality of QB does drop a little, so we might be able to pull off a little bit. Uh, it depends if you want to another top guy or if you're happy to wait for the, the middle guys, the Matt Ryans and the Tom Bradys and the Ryan Tannehills
2: um, in a couple of rounds of time, and we'd look at
3: a lover position to start filling in the interim.
0: Yeah. So what's our thoughts going back round when we're on it? Seventh, picking the third round. I think here, personally, I think we should look at probably taking one of the best running backs that are still on the board. I mean, there's still Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, Austin Eckler.
3: Jonathan Taylor's not getting
0: back. For <laughs> yeah, no, he's not. Najee Harris, Swift, Gibson, Edwards-Hillet, Mixon, Dobbins and Jacob. And Montgomery. I mean, I would say whoever the best out of those remaining on the board is so
3: Montgomery gets back to you in the, the fourth round, as does probably a, a Mixon or Jacobs type player on maybe a CEH. So,
2: We're looking yeah, at if who...
3: we get there. I know who I'd take if we can,
2: Austin Echler, EPR League. Finished last year.
3: Hold on, I've loaded up the wrong file. <laughs> Austin Eckler finished last year off of 10 games. RB 26 off 10 games.
0: Does Austin Eckler make it back around to us? You've got to think Jonathan Taylor's going to go in the next couple of picks. Then you've got Kamik.
3: i hoping the little 4QB... Dash gives one or two of the next teams a little QB panic and we might just hope it. What is... Echler's what the third running back left in all the... year? Taylor Acres, Eckler. Let's hope someone buys into the rookie hype and takes Harris before him or Swift before him, perhaps. going to be on the knuckle, I feel.
5: Yeah,
0: we'll see what happens. Are we, are we thinking running back then for our third round pick?
3: I'd be happy to before we really run out of top end guys, I think. Yeah. Um, we'll wait and see if he goes, you're then looking as you say at the Swift, Gibson, C E H mixon, Dobbins type like brackets. So any particular fancies among them or anybody you want to avoid among them?
0: Um I I'd avoid Harris. Hmm. I like Swift. I like Gibson. I think okay. it t- t- Taylor, Ac- Acres and Eckler have gone. Personally, I'd go either Swift or Gibson. I've got reservations
3: on both. This is what fantasy's all about, right?
2: Yeah, for sure.
3: Swift Who, for me is going to be you, in the, then, the then, Lions offence. Huh?
0: If Taylor Akers and Eckler have gone then, who are you thinking?
3: There goes Taylor. We're one down.
0: Taylor's gone.
3: (laughs) Oh,
2: Carl Pitt's gone straight after. Not what we were talking about. It's amazing
3: that Lions' offence could be playing from behind a lot. That lends itself to the passing game more than a running game. And they brought in Jamal Williams, who is a more than capable catching back yeah. So, I think that may affect him. Having said that, the new coach they've got in is going to be very old-school, smash-mouth football. They're big between the lines. They're going to be built to be tough and physical. And I do think they will be run-the-ball, 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 run-the-ball. So I think he's got a chance. I just feel if they fall behind in games, they're going to have to throw that out the window quickly or they're not going to get back in games. Yeah. Um, I think he's got all the talent in the world. Gibson, fantastic talent. I love the guy. I love the QB situation he's coming to as well now. <laughs> I'm not concerned about Curtis Samuel go in there and his fancy face. There The concern for me, Gibson, is his turf tie. Can be a two-month injury. Can be a, uh, a prolonged that prolongs months. previously in the playoffs, didn't we? And
2: yeah, I'm sure he'll be fine. I'm sure he'll be fine. I think out of the two, Swiss and Gibson, I'd
4: probably go Gibson. Mm-hmm. Who else well,
2: that, that yeah, well. other bunch, then? I like Dobbins. He's in a Baltimore offense, but I think we'll
3: see him get less of the ball, which concerns me. So, I like the guy for the talent and ability. I don't think he's going to get as much. See, so. he's kind Lair is going to get the ball. He struggled with goal line work last year, but he's going to get the ball. He's going to get yards, and there's always going to be a passing offense, but beat Lev Bell
2: out easy, and Bell's long gone. Might have been Bell's attitude. It's a surprise that it's done that. If that
4: a your
0: question, let's hope Eckler falls. As if not for Franken-Pig. Well, <laughs> put this out there then. If Eckler doesn't fall, mm-hmm. do we go for one of the remaining Topper end wide receivers, and then take a pick a running back in the fourth. Like I say, if Dobbins, Jacobs, Montgomery fall to to, to us in the fourth, they'd be good picks there, right? Yeah,
3: definitely. Because then you can always back it up with Chris Carson in the fifth. he is gone, and that's a fair two back, right? Mark Andrews is gone as well. Zach Wilson, I don't know. Zach Wilson picks. Wilson surprises me. Wilson surprises me. three, saying that he's two rounds behind Mac Jones and that's probably where that Wilson deserves to be. <laughs> 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 but he's only five picks behind Lamar Jackson and that's even stranger. I mean, there's good news for us, right? We're hoping for running back that to get back to us.
0: Yeah, and even if Eckler doesn't, if he goes like a pick before, <clears throat> pick two before, one of those Edwards, Hilaire, Mixon, Dobbins, Jacobs, Montgomery is definitely going to fall to us mm. in the fourth. In the fourth. Yeah, definitely. So on that yeah. Case, I'd be happy to pivot our strategy here then and say if Eckler goes, let's take a Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, Calvin Ridley.
3: So now we come across the age-old question: Do you pick best player available, or do you create a stack? We've got Tyler set on there. Do we create a DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Murray stack?
0: Well, like I say when, like I said to Fred before you joined us, I mean I don't normally stack in leagues outside of best ball. I don't know if that's a strategy that I just generally take best player available and you know, well, who I deem to be.
2: I don't know. What are your thoughts on it, Dan? The
3: stack tends to work in best ball you say and in larger team competitions. Um, because it gives you a uniqueness in one game you can see it all in your favour if you've got all the players from that game, especially where it's community foreign. So here, yeah, I probably agree. Best player available is probably the right way to go, but then you've got Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs and DeAndre Huck, which which one of them is
2: the best power available? (laughs) You can make a case for all three
4: of them. Yeah, yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Um, (laughs) I
2: I
0: think Adams is definitely falling in a lot of leagues I've been in because of the question marks of Rodgers, Diggs, I mean, we're in a unique situation here where Adams, Diggs and Hopkins are still there and we're into the third round. Um,
3: But that's because people like Rodrigo Blankenship and Jared Goff have gone to
2: the first and second.
0: And Mac Jones, fourth overall.
2: And Mac Jones. (laughs) Wilson, bizarrely. Yeah. But all this plays in our hands, right? We're uh, trying
3: to build a serious roster here uh, and everyone else is. Bizarre peaks just means that the better players drop at least one spot further. So I'm all for them making bizarre picks in my head. Yeah. to win this. I'm yeah, definitely. Going to win this for a good cause as well as
2: bragging rights over the rest of you guys. Um, yeah, keep picking stupid. We'll take them. So, which one? Oh. Carvel <laughs> Midler. <laughs>
3: You know I'm high on Calvin Ridley this year, but having said that, you could get a top guy and Calvin Ridley coming back. You could have two sacks if you wanted to
2: here. Yeah. What um, Adams wide receiver one? Is one's going to play?
3: We all just said he was when we talked Aaron Jones. And why are we not
2: having the same confidence when it comes to, to the of Adams?
4: Yeah. I think I they do it again.
0: Yeah, I mean digs I like digs a lot, especially well don't need to say more than one one play. The Minnesota Miracle. <laughs> My favorite play of all time. Um no, but I mean I, I was at a great receiver when he was at the Vikings and you know what he's shown last year at the Bills as well. I mean if Adams, Diggs, and Hopkins are there then they they are the obviously three choices, aren't they? For me, yeah, I think
3: there's a lot of talk about AJ Brown being a one receiver one. I think Julio eats some of that. DK Metcalf. Not as high on us um, Jefferson great receptions. But can he be a wide receiver? One all the time, there's an Adams and the
2: Hopkins in the league. I probably doubt. Yeah, it's one of those three for me. It's just which one is fancy.
4: Yeah. We'll see what happens.
2: That has their say.
3: All of this is ending Austin Eckler not coming back to us. (laughs) Next man up are uh, picking their sweet time right now.
2: I okay, down to four and a half minutes
5: I don't
4: think they've go running back here. what is your experience of fantasy football so far, Fred?
3: I know you've done some, but not a lot.
2: yeah, so I did
1: um two years ago, I did about four leagues um. I might have mentioned at the pop before, the one I tried really hard on went to pot, And then I completely miscued uh, the other one. And that one did very, very well. Um, and I, I thought it was a horrendous set of picks. And uh, I think second out of 10 out uh, of a group of friends. And uh, then last year, I didn't do it for a variety of reasons. At least it was really time consuming the year before. And I was just very, very busy. Uh, but this year, I'm looking to do a lot more of it. I probably want to be sort of, sort of five or six leagues, really. Max, you've got time to focus on it properly, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's enjoyable, it's quite an obsessive thing, isn't it? I think you can very, very easily get hooked
3: in, can't you? You sure can, as you're finding with uh, DraftKings baseball. I love DraftKings. <laughs> <laughs> or just DraftKings in general,
0: Fred. Yeah, just, uh, draft
1: everything, Draft the NASCAR. The right?
0: I know, making money. <laughs> making money off DraftKings, <laughs> so. yeah. Fred's found all these sports on DraftKings he's never even heard of what's <laughs> on there the League of Legends contracted. League of Legends that's it Counter-Strike <laughs> is that on there as well in Australian football
1: rules football is it really
0: yeah yep what's your balance now Fred on DraftKings got to be at least a million dollars right <laughs> it's only about 20 quid to be honest
3: <laughs> The only things you ever enter are worth $1, Fred. Get yourself exactly. in a competition, son. Get yourself in the million Maker. No. <laughs> i really? uh, we'll have to give it a go. Yeah, yeah,
2: maker mate. God, there's all sorts of here, isn't there? All sorts. Of MMA. I want, to, I want to give the
1: $20, $25 entries a go, but then I think to myself, well, I sort of did two of those in a weekend and I spent
2: $50. <laughs> on losing, badly. I feel pretty shit. Yeah,
3: I can see that, Fred, but
0: that's
3: a gambler's life, right?
0: <laughs> gambler's life. Yeah, you start at $1. You're $1, $1, $1, $1, $1. one enough
3: soon, but you're one enough, you get a free go at one of them. Fred. I don't
0: know. You start Glad with $1, $1 Fred, then it's $3, then, $1, then $1, <laughs> $5, then,
3: then $10. We're <laughs> back on the clock. Oh, cool. We've lost... Justin Herbert, Stefan Diggs, Russell Wilson, EK Metcalf. Mm. We do have a choice. We've got Devontae Adams, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Hopkins. (sighs) You want to go running back? Do you want to go wide receiver?
0: Personally, I think I'm going to make people pace. I would take Eckler here and and then take. I would say take Eckler here and hope someone like Ridley
3: comes back around or one of the running backs.
0: Yeah, I'm cool with that. Red?
3: Mm.
4: Yep, yep, Eckler. I'm just agreeing now, look. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Eckler it is. Don't
2: let us down, son. Huh? Wow, the DK,
0: DK Metcalf above Adams and Hopkins. I
5: know.
0: I'm Brown and Jefferson, really, I
5: suppose. <laughs>
3: Yeah, his ADP's
0: higher than Jefferson, but it's in between that Brown and Jefferson bit, 27-ish. So. Yeah, but I think, like, you know, Metcalf's there, he's competing with Lockett. Um, I know they've not got a lot beyond those two at wide receiver, but I don't know. When you're going past someone like DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams, then
5: I don't know. It's the biggest
3: problem. They've got a, a QB; they can't keep standing up right long enough to find the ball.
5: Yeah.
0: What do we think to uh, outside the huddle strategy so far? Took Darren Waller in the fifth pick, and then they've taken Prescott and Russell Wilson. So they've got two QBs. Obviously, Superflex. So they've got two good QBs mm-hmm. there. They're going to score them a lot. There's still plenty on wide receiver, and, but running back probably is going to start to thin out pretty soon, you'd have thought.
3: But that was our concern. You know, we're looking at Ekler maybe being below the top tier and just above the next range, so we've grabbed him
2: before we're into that. We'll potentially have taken another one if a couple of other guys do. You know, they're going to
3: play off any before too long. Uh, as their RB1, and nobody fancies that, do So, you know, we've said about Dobbins and um, Montgomery and Jacobs around to them again. I'm sure one of them will get
2: there by on something like Etienne, maybe, or Hunt. But I don't know. I don't laugh like with that. But I'm, I knew
4: RB1, I we got a roster two of them as well. Yeah,
0: we'll see where. Um... I mean, I'm just looking at the RBs, and I don't know. I'd be. Uh, yeah. I look at the running backs, and then the wide receivers that are still available. I'd almost be tempted to uh, grab another running back in round four. Yeah. The wide receiver there was is there, isn't it?
3: Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. I was thinking that there's an awful lot, right?
1: weren't there?
3: Yeah, the from wide receiver
1: this year is phenomenal. Uh, I'd be happy with any of the first five left on the board, wide receiver wise, wouldn't you? I'd be a bit shaky on Michael Thomas just because
0: we don't really know who's throwing to him. And... We're not drafting Michael Thomas, right? We've all agreed that. Get hey. him in. <laughs> I'm I think, you know, I'd be a bit worried about
1: him, but you've got five good ones left on the board and they're not all going to go, are they, before,
2: before
3: our pick.
5: I mean, if we could a...
2: Adams, mm.
3: Hopkins,
0: Brown, Jefferson, Ridley, I'd be happy with any of them. Mm. Well, like I said, you take another running back that's left and then wait for the fifth round where, all right, your Adams, Hopkins, Brown, Jefferson, Ridley aren't going to be there, but, you know, could Allen, Lamb, Godwin, yeah. Cooper, DJ Moore, could they be there at... Yeah, next round
3: after you then looking at Deontay John Johnson cooper cup Robert woods that's Grand Odell Beckham i'd be happy with i'd be happy going into it with um uh, and allen and uh, Deontay John Johnson as you see wide receivers. that's not a poor quality receiver there so uh, uh, yeah the running backs go a bit sometimes you've got a couple here Russian fumble will look at them going. they haven't got a running back but that doesn't mean they're going to pick a running back, does
0: it? <laughs> honest, pick another kicker.
3: Who knows what they're going to do? Uh-huh. Do you think
1: the uh, the Sean Watson the, sort of the Sean Watson question is going through anyone's mind in terms of if he's available? You know, surely there's good value in that pick at some point, but it's a. Big pun in terms of availability, isn't it
3: really? It will be because you'll effectively get a third or fourth round QB probably around about the 10th round. So mm. uh, that's literally stealing him if he plays every game and plays a, season, it's a short box he can. The problem is you could pick him and lose an eighth or 10th round pick on, on somebody that's cannon from a dead weight, basically, playing it down. So when you look at who's going to be about at that stage, There comes a time where you will take a gamble on him, but I'd imagine by that stage of QB, you've probably still got the likes of, I don't know, Baker, Mayfield, um, Arson Wentz type QB. I think they'll still be there. Uh, QBs who aren't
5: in
1: prison, that
3: sort of thing. Yeah, certainly people like Zach Wilson will be there still, and Alarm and people, so... No, I think I'd pick one of those guys over. Sean Watson, I think the known. The upside is great if it works. If it doesn't work, mm.
2: it's a waste, waste, I guess. But...
0: And G. Mm. Harris goes...
5: Mm. Interesting. Oh. I'm looking
3: forward, I'm forward to this one. They do Very... their research on their rookies, don't they? So anyone was going to go rookie like that, it'd
4: be them. Damn... Looking forward to this pick. back on the clock, could be anyone,
2: could be absolutely anyone.
0: Right wow, while this happens, I'm gonna take a toilet break and get a beer just for all our listeners out there. Um, <laughs> want to know that? Good luck in that toilet, thanks, guys.
3: <laughs> Good luck in there. Why, what are you doing?
5: I just do you need luck. How do I just
1: do you know. start- need luck to go. he cut us on making a drink earlier. I think he needs all the luck he can get.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah to my untrained eye dan I, I look quite i'm quite happy with what we've got so far in all honesty but you've got a bit more of a valid opinion on this one than me with your experience you
3: happy uh yeah yeah i think ordinarily i'd have running back in the first one like Dalvin Cook and mm-hmm. then the QB running back we have done but we discussed before and obviously fighting a premium and the bonus points and for grabs there make them we're thinking valuable and if that's the case and George Kittle's fit and healthy and plays he should outscore Dalvin Cook in this format so that's the the, the pump we've took here I guess is that we've we've understood that properly Four tight ends in the first round in a one tight end league says we're probably not alone in that thinking. we got it right, but it certainly means we're not alone in that thinking. Um, Looking at who they are that's took them as well, we've got the guy that created the league and the scoring. Uh, We've got Rich at Dynasty Island who I have massive respect for, who knows what he's doing and analyses losses and scoring and fantasy leagues from the off. So, I'm a little surprised. Probably there was less than four ends going the first. To be honest, if you how I read it.
1: Outside of ours, Dan, obviously ours, of course, is the is the best roster so far. But outside of ours, who who's impressed you there in terms of the over
2: the free picks they've made?
3: Um, outside the huddle, look right there on one of that Prescott Russell Wilson certainly. Instead of base, which is said that we fear they may start losing value at running back very shortly mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I don't know who it is but whoever's drafting 12 with Saquon Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott well last year that would have been RB 2 and 3 off the board but they've got a 2nd and 3rd pick for a, a 12 and 13 pick that value um, the best for me right now is next man up the guys at 3 Travis Kelsey, I think, is going to be a monster in this scoring. Jonathan Taylor could be an RB1, and they've got a decent QB side at Justin Herbert. So we talked about, could we take running back two at two and let a QB come back to us? And that's obviously what we were looking at, Jonathan Taylor and if Herbert um, or one of the other QBs would have got back to us. He clearly would not and that's exactly what they've done. They took Taylor and then took QB on the way back.
1: So I mean, you don't seem to have many concerns on her. But even though he's been injured, and you know he did very well in the games, he you know or grew in the games he did play. Um, you sort of don't have any concerns if if he'd have fallen to you say in the third round pick in, in certain circumstances, you're sort of quite happy that he's going to do well this year.
3: Yeah, I think so. I think he missed Austin Eckler a lot for last year was missed Keenan Allen for some games last year. Um, they from their line a bit, I just, yeah, he finished as QB9 on the year, Fred, um, and missed the game, uh, well, didn't start the first game, did he? So, I think you get in a top 10 quarterback
4: who's been drafted in that top 10 area, I, I'm not expecting any problems. Nice. Welcome back, bro. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, seven.
3: Eight, nine, and QB nine off the board. He was QB nine last year.
2: So that right? he was talking about what roster we like, Rob. What are you looking at and Awesome, he's
3: awesome. done again. Oh, there's some mood lighting. Power failure.
0: there we go. <coughs> um. So, what roster do I like so far? Is that what you just asked me? Um I like
2: ours obviously yeah. um
0: other than that like I said, outside the huddle, they've got a top tight end in this league, and they've have got two good quarterbacks um and then. Next man up, I guess. Travis Kelsey, one of the top point scorers, maybe only just behind Patrick Mahomes in the scoring settings for this. Jonathan Taylor, there's a lot of hype about him. Justin Herbert finished the season with a lot of hype about him. Um, what with the deduced is you may have been in the
3: toilet, but you heard everything I said. There's no exactly that. Were there? No, I didn't. You're in that order as well, literally. Um. Even well, praise I mean, Travis one Kelsey more. specifically,
1: like you did as well, didn't
3: he? he uh, let's see if he names the one more. I'll put one more out as well. Let's see if we can find that one. <clears throat>
2: I've got two. Which one do I go for?
5: Uh, okay,
4: I'm gonna go for. The drop back.
0: My Akers and Mark Andrews. My other one then after that was Dynasty Island with Hawkinson and Kamara.
3: Oh, no, neither. Neither of them.
0: Uh, well, we got, what did we get? Two the same.
3: We did. Our last one was, and I don't know which one it is, I should look looked really. I was put there. Fantasy first rounders <clears throat> drafted in 12. They come back easy kill Elliot on a 12 13 turn. Upside of those two. They were two and three last year in draft. Well, Ten well, later. They uh, come with a top five RBZ. They're laughing.
0: We've had the comedy pick in from Russian Fumble. Mm-hmm. Um, is our. Uh, Analyst, our expert analyst Fred going to do some digging on their pick. Is Moncrief? He's not going to run on to throw to him, is he?
1: What's <laughs> the <laughs> being a receiver in Texas?
0: He um, was the 205th wide receiver in the PPR league last season. He was. He was. 2.9
3: points game. One catch. Or no, 2.9 points on the season. Oh, he had it? one reception. Really? Yeah, he had one reception for 15 yards. <laughs> or one attempted rush for four yards. So his yards per carry in the rush
4: game are level with Dean <laughs> Yeah. Um... Texans
3: wide receiver, well somebody at the Texans is going to have to catch a ball this year, especially they're going to be behind a lot, so I would say it would be a breakout year for him, he's in his seventh season.
1: <laughs> he could barely, he couldn't even make it really into the Patriots. He's on his fifth
3: team, so. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could be his breakout year. He didn't even know he played for the Patriots, did you Fred?
5: He
1: played that uh, 53-yard kick returns. didn't he, against the Cardinals? So, uh, what a. He did. Yeah, what a man.
3: Um, I mean, one reception last year at the Patriots is not to be scoffed at. I mean, <laughs> there was a game Cam Newton got the ball to a receiver. I don't oh, have, have, have evidence must, of that. That must have been the one that Julian Enderman threw. I was going to say, let's just see what game it was. Who would have thrown to him? Let's have a look. But, His reception came in the game at Houston, ironically. They must have seen potential in him in yes, that son. game. <laughs> The only one in
1: Houston went that was a damn good catch for having that guy. <laughs> <laughs> i thought we'd have clung on to him if he can catch a ball because uh we had to be a bird at wide receiver who was useless. So uh I don't yeah, know. he's got fifty
2: percent catch rate right last year. That's not to be at. Not to be at. who would have been your QB that game, Fred?
1: Well that would have been Newton, wouldn't it? I think Newton started every game bar the um, Chiefs cheese game. Um, Stidham, was
3: Stidham against Cardinals? Probably not. Uh, Texans, not Cardinals. Texans, sorry. Texans, yeah. At Houston, yes, Cam Newton played 100% of this snaps.
1: Yeah. It's only been the last four weeks that we
3: brought in Stidham to, to have a pop. We had a damn good game against Texans, mate, to be honest, you. Yeah? 4 oh, years 26 completions, 365 yards. It's like the, the most quarterbacky quarterback performance there was.
1: He also got... He got I think got three years, sacked 10 no. 10 Did he get... Uh, did he get sacked or did he... Uh, what happened to, happened to him? Um, yeah, Four, Oh, well, I
4: don't know. Two round the turn again guys so do you know Moncrief went uh, <laughs> Devontae
3: Adams went to the Island I Edwards Hilaire in the 3-11 and then fantasy first rounders are building an assortment of running backs Taequann Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott we spoke about and they've now added Antonio Gibson and J.K. Tobins to that um, they Ain't gonna need to call back because we have no one to throw the ball to, it. they're just gonna keep running it. I think is their plan this year, so uh, and then four to AJ Brown, so Nick Chubb, CA, Kill, and AJ Brown, and the, the, the 11 spot. So there's four picks out, guys. What are we thinking? We are still thinking running back if we can,
0: <coughs> personally, I would hear. I think it starts to look like it's going to thin out pretty soon by the time it then gets back round to us. So I think we grab a second decent running back. It'd be the way I'd go. What
4: are you thinking? Which second
2: decent running back, you're thinking? Perth, Mixon, Jacobs, Monty.
3: got Miles Sanders. this Carson's probably a bit below those. A 4 isn't it, really? Cliff Mix and, James
0: yeah, and I'd, I'd avoid I'm not high on Sanders at all. I'd avoid him. Um uh, struggle with injuries as well. Chris Carson, like you say, probably a drop off there. Um I do like Montgomery had a good season last year. Josh Jacobs. Yeah, great second half, didn't he? That
3: last five, six games isn't it? phenomenal.
0: Um, Mixon obviously struggled last season with injuries. Um, I don't know. If they fall to us, I'd be tempted with Jacobs or Montgomery here. I don't know what you think.
3: You don't feel Kenyon Drake
2: might be into some of uh, at Vegas?
4: Um,
0: yeah, possibly. I mean, Drake, he sort of didn't, he didn't really live up to expectation fully at the Cardinals, though, did he last season? And I think he's a good running back. And I think he could, you know, he's going to be a really strong second running back for, well, wherever he went. And he will probably want to push on for to be the RB1 for someone. Um, I don't know. Jacobs had a, you know, had a good season last year.
3: The thing against me with Drake being in Vegas is the, the goal line threat. His average of Ronnie is between two and a half and three yards in most games. And that's because in, in uh, Arizona last year, he was doing a lot of the goal line work. And I don't know if he's a bit more of a bigger back than Josh Jacobs and whether that's the plan there. Twerkels, Jacobs, and Line Drake.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, that's a nightmare.
0: Well, if we look at it that way, I mean, you look at DeAndre Swift, he's got Jamal Williams behind him. Joe Mixon has got basically nobody behind him whatsoever, has he?
3: <laughs> he may not even be fit himself. So, uh, so they're back to be
0: a mess if, he, if Mixon is not fit. And then Montgomery... Terry Cohen, Damian Williams.
5: Yeah,
0: um, yeah. I mean, if Mixon can. There if,
2: Rory Montgomery. Yes, well, sorry. There's
3: nothing there, I don't feel, to, to worry and trouble Montgomery in that running back room. Is there really? Really, Cohen obviously opted out last year,
2: was looking for a good year. All then. Uh, Tough one, Monty's back
3: half of the year. You look at it, You look at his first eighteen months in the league, and it's a bit of myrrh in isn't it? And then you look at the last six games he had last year. And if he could do that,
2: if he could do that every other week, he'd be two rounds higher up. Do you think we're going to get that
3: back end of last year Montgomery, or are we going to get the Montgomery that we've seen for eighteen months previous?
5: Yeah.
4: I guess that's why we're four from that three the option. So out of those four that's left then. I mean
2: at
0: least Maybe two the of the four make it back? Because uh, yeah, Mr. Island's taken Aaron Rodgers, so at least two of those four are gonna be available for us. Swift Mix and Jacobs Montgomery, which one you
4: think of? Are- Devil's Africa a little bit. The what?
2: Maybe we play Devil's Africa for a second. Yeah, go
0: for it.
3: Why don't we de-hop Jefferson or Ridley it? And if one of them guys make it back, it's a done deal. If not, we're in the Carson, Cream Hunt, Miles Gaskin that range of points aren't as promising as the top guys but then we are stacked wide receiver as well not sure
2: not sure even I see the value in that as I'm saying it to be honest with you
4: um,
0: yeah I mean if we could take the value. Kins, Jefferson, Riddler here or
2: We'll we'll have one of them, there's only two pictures for us so worst case we'll get
0: one of them Yeah but I'm thinking those three wide receivers and the four running backs that are left on the board at the top end, Swift, Mix and Jacobs and Montgomery Realistically where we are at the
2: fifth pick in the fourth round
0: I wouldn't be upset with any of them really I know you're not Hound Swift, all so in that Detroit offense with Goff there. I so. uh, was.
3: I'm, I'm tanning away, to be honest with you. I think out of the four, I'm struggling to pick. Sometimes you're better than to go a different way and let somebody else force your hand a little bit.
2: Yeah.
3: Which one would you pick? Right now, we're on the clock. Them four, which one would you take?
4: Oh, I think I'd be
0: tempted to go for Mixon. Yeah. I'm concerned I think
4: about the four,
3: I'd probably Mixon.
0: I'm concerned about his ability to stay fit, but I think there's nobody behind him. So if he is fit, he's gonna to have to be that workhorse in the backfield for them. So therefore he's you know potential to rack up a lot of points.
3: Yeah, it's crazy to think he's boys this is his fifth year now. He doesn't feel he's been around that long. Um, 14 games year 1 partly used I guess 14 games in year 2 he came in PPR ranked 10 16 the year before coming 13 only 6 obviously last year so if he can stay fit and healthy he's probably a a top 12 to 15 running back which in the fourth rounds, fantastic value
0: yeah I think if he's fit out of those Oh those! I wouldn't. uh, I don't know what just concerns me is that them, if they're not going to make it back round to us, and then we are dropping heavily heavily in the running back department, whereas wide receivers. Oh, is Is there uh,
3: going to be a lot of production difference between a Joe Mixon and a Miles Gascoigne?
1: Well, I think when Miami learned to can't throw Gaskin's, a lot of them sort of fall on Gaskin's shoulders and you'll get a lot of snaps on him. So,
0: um, in terms of being able to run the ball. Yeah, I think, yeah. I, yeah, and my concern with Mixon is, you know, it's only been one season, but will he stay fit? Um, I don't know. I'm happy to, you know, if we took Hopkins, Jefferson, or Riddler here as well, I'd be equally as happy as.
3: We've then got four top guys at the top, at the four positions. Which is a very peculiar way to build a roster, and I've never often done that. <laughs> Spread out like that. I don't know if you have often, but...
0: <laughs> no, not really.
2: Which is peculiar, just, I don't know, maybe it's because we're, we're talking and weighing things out that it falls that way. But... Oh, Fred, what are your thoughts, Fred? Come on. Okay. On the, You've got the silent vote. So we're looking at
3: four running backs Swift, Mixon, Jacobs, on Montgomery.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: We're going to get offered at least the choice of two of those. But we can't decide which one out of the four we want anyway. So the other option was to leave them.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: The hope that someone like a Reem, 100 Miles, Gaskin, or Chris Carson comes back to us. Mm-hmm. And instead, pick up one of the top three receivers left. D Hot. Ridley
1: now. I know we were speaking just after our last pick, and we were saying it's a deep class of wide receivers, which it is. But then I also didn't expect these three to be left on the board of two picks prior to ourselves. Um, which again, you know, any of those three really looks really exciting, doesn't it? From my perspective, I'm big on Cardinals. As we know, I think obviously Matt Ryan, friends, Calvin Ridley. It's also very exciting, and I think Jefferson is also very good. And the closer it gets to our pick, the more I fancy a wide receiver, if I'm honest, even though it is quite a deep class. And if we really wanted to go running back, it's actually no skin off my nose. and not particularly fussed because I think there are good running backs, uh, sorry, wide receivers to come. But you've got three really good ones left on the board there, and at least, at the very least, one of them will come to us, if not two. So I'm
2: edging towards a wide receiver.
0: Yeah, well, I'm
2: cool
3: with that. We if, see if, uh, if you guys are. When there's It's crazy. Okay, let's take out on Moncrief out of the situation. <laughs> We're talking about even if he's the next to go, DeAndre Hopkins will be the wide receiver sixth off the board. That, crazy, oh, he's right? still there. He's still there. The, he would be wide receiver sixth off the board. His last four years, he's finished fourth, fourth, second and first. But even the two years before that, he was fourth. He's been a top five, top four wide receiver. One, two, three, four, five years of the eight he's been in the league. Or we could get him at five.
0: The D Hop goes here to Dynasty. Uh, dynasty draft. I don't think you'll leave him.
3: I think he'll take D Hop too. Just quickly,
1: who wants to talk us through uh, Javon wins and uh, what an impact he'll <laughs> have on the season?
3: well the Chicago Bears wide receiver Javon Williams obviously caught one pass for 28 yards and the Bears 21-9 lost <laughs> to the Saints in the wild card round if you didn't know he uh, was thrust into action when rookie Darnell Mooney went out of an ankle injury I seem to think um but, uh, it almost came up of a game changing play he well. a double pass from the running back David Montgomery yeah he launched a perfect pass to the end zone it was an easy touchdown and Williams dropped it oh uh, the third-year receiver was the objective from the team's week 8 matchup, though. I remember that one against the Saints. Walking uh, of a tone for that, but... So, yeah, that's Javon Wims for you guys. Yeah. So natural. Thank you, Sleeper, for your insight. <laughs> to be fair, he's You're an upgrade on... Pick? He's an upgrade on Jonathan Moncrief, that's for sure. <laughs> Even with
5: Moncrief's yeah, yeah. average?
3: He had 17 points last
5: year,
3: <laughs> six <laughs> catches. His <laughs> rushing ability, like, oh, only two yards. He's only half as good a rusher as John A. Moncrief was. So. Oh, let, he's let D Hop sit there, Dynasty, for a while.
0: So, uh, if Dynasty Draft do take D Hop, like I think they will. Jefferson
4: or Ridley? Who do we think? I don't want to say it. Ridley. Almost. That's what you're thinking into.
2: Yeah, I like I. We did our predictions show, and
3: I predicted Calvin really to end as the receiving yard leader this year. So.
2: I suppose it's time literally now to put our charity's money where your mouth is. If D-Hop goes, if D-Hop's there, sorry, we'll take D-Hop. We'll have that stack and we'll find out, I guess, if stacking in normal leagues works.
4: Only one way to find out. Well, yeah, we can grab James connor later on. The set. A.J. Green.
3: A.J. Green and D-Hop five years ago. What a double wide receiver pair, and that would have been on your lineup, right?
2: Immense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, mate. I mean, AJ Green is
0: going to be way, way down on their deep, isn't it? Yeah, we be
2: blow. Well, even on their roster, depth, mate, is going to be way, way down.
4: Yeah. Who they got? They got Chris Kirk. Um.
0: Oh, I think I yeah, they've even got him below Andy Isabella, who was, you know, poor last season. He didn't live up to the hype, did he, so far? Well,
3: they kind of, um, I think they got rid of tight end Dan Arnold, though.
0: Yeah, and Dan Arnold has got to the Panthers, aren't they?
3: He did, that's right, yeah. And he had a decent year there. And what are they going to do at tight end? Max Williams, Ross Travis, and Daryl Daniels. are <laughs> line AJ Green up as another slot receiver and go tight endless almost.
4: Well, with those options, they're going to have to, aren't they? Yeah. Or, you don't know, make
3: plays. Any tight ends about? See Tampa have three very good tight ends, but it takes some prying away. I think they've got a fantastic tight end room in Tampa. With Freight and Howard and Grog.
5: see oh, and Ridley. Oh.
3: Oh, no. well, it's gonna be the wide receiver one this year. I think that. Rob was hoping for D-Hop all day long. He, he was, yeah. A bit Ridley. Look at his face, look at his. He thinks he, <laughs> he, he? he thinks they it to spite yeah, Okay, if you're listening, you have just broke a man's heart, sir. <sighs>
0: No, it was, one, it, was what happened. it was one of my favorite guests when he came on here, but no more. No more.
3: So, Adams, Brown, Ridley, potentially us with D Hop or Jefferson. We're building a little wide receiver run again, which might help one of these running backs get back to us anyway if we go this way.
2: <coughs> yeah. Are
3: so we going D Hop, Jefferson, Black Evans?
0: I'm big on D Hop personally. For me, it's tight. It's tight for me between D Hop and Jefferson. So I'm happy if Fred's in for D Hop and Dan, you can have the deciding vote.
3: Yeah, go for Dan. I'd take D Hop's experience. We've got Kyler Murray on board as well. So I think we'll see if there's any value in that.
0: Yep, cool. Happy with that.
3: You look at their receiver core, he is their wide receiver one. There's an argument Jefferson isn't even the wide receiver one on his team. We've had a freedom there.
2: Yeah.
4: (laughs) So D-Hop for me. Ready, guys? Yeah, definitely. We're locked in and done. We've got an experience right? Lila, like, not we? George Kittle, Kyler Murray, Austin Eckler and D-Hop.
3: That's... Mm.
0: You know what? After four rounds, you've got to be happy with that, right?
3: You've some big hitters not I me. Mean. Yeah, there's some star players on that roster right away there. Mm. There's no younger... Even, like, one year guys going into year two like uh, I don't know like a a Cam Akers type player that showed potential when you're hoping it actually comes to something these guys have all done it in
2: the league for a couple of years minimum now the went undrafted initially didn't he Um,
4: since then he's, he's proven himself quite nicely now we pray for running back to not get taken and one of them get back to us, right?
3: Who are we fancying them? Whoever gets there.
1: <laughs> Would you agree, Rob?
0: Yeah, I think... Anyone but Miles Sanders? I think if any of Swift, Mix and Jacobs or Montgomery make it to us, I'd take the best of those available. If not... Me too. You know... Um,
2: I say Miles Gaskin, maybe. Um, James Robinson. Who are you on the the Robinson and SBN at Jacksonville? Who wins that battle?
0: I don't. like coming out of the draft. They said they were going to use Etienne as a or as a wide receiver in rookie training camp. I know that's early on, but. I suppose yeah. it's hard to use him, but I think the way that James Robinson like, blew the league up last season as an undrafted rookie,
2: he's going to have a part to play, isn't he? Yeah, I can't just, they won't just pass on him, surely. Whether it be a backfield, whether it be
0: anything else, they don't know. They can't I mean, pass him. As a running back number two, yeah, I'd love a mix in Jacobs or Montgomery. Ideally. Um, if not,
3: where
0: are you on the, the Chris Carson, Kareem Hunt type back? You know what? I'd take, like I've said to you, I'd avoid, I don't know why, I just don't like Miles Sanders. Um, yeah, I'm with him. Uh, Chris Carson, yeah, I'd be fine with that. Kareem Hunt, yeah, I mean, it sounds crazy that, you know, Nick Chubb is like a great, great running back. And even Kareem Hunt was, it was, the number 10 running back in the PPR League last season in a backfield with Nick Chubb. Um, yep.
3: I'd be Chubb cool. Chubb did miss
0: three games. The what?
3: Chubb did miss three games, I think, which helped. But
0: Yeah, but I mean, even if Chubb had played those three games, I mean, he's still going to be, you'd imagine, what, top 20.
3: Hold on, which is scoring because I think I am right. There's a 0.25. Yeah, one and a quarter for a running back
2: catch, yeah. Yeah, so is Kareem Hunt a better option there potentially because of the way he's used in the backfield. Austin Eckler is certainly a
4: catching back we've got, right? Well, Mixon's gone.
0: I mean, from that point, I mean, even Etienne. As an ex-wide receiver and someone that they were looking to line up in wide receiver at rookie camp, I mean he could be in for getting it's some respect. Unknown, little bit in it.
2: Is what? It's the unknown. Yeah. Unknown
3: QB, unknown running back, unknown role, I guess.
0: Well, Swift and Mixon have gone, so... Uh...
3: Yeah, I thought Jefferson went immediately after our picks. So it's all Ridley hop and Jefferson, the three wide receivers we were discussing, go. I thought that might have caused a bit of a, a stir on them, but two teams then, without running backs, have suddenly been very grateful
2: that one of those guys got back to them. Yeah. See what next man up do. We like their roster before. See how they add to it. Will they take Miles Sanders being an Eagles podcast?
4: This yes. their oh, time, in there, maybe deliberating over Miles Sanders. No, but it is legal. Maybe even Jonah Hurts. Was it that one, guys?
0: Yeah, I think so, there. We've already got Herbert, and then you take Hertz as well. No wide receivers yet, just one
2: running
4: back. I'm a bit surprised. What about you? Yeah, I am. I
2: think his upside is good. His floor, I think, when you looking at like this,
3: is right there. Um, surprises is, is a funny one, because part of me is really surprised the amount of that one, two... Three sides now. I've got two QBs on their roster in the first four picks. First four rounds. It is super flex. Sometimes you get a run of them of of one early each. That didn't happen. Only three going in the first. But then teams have started to build them. But also looking at three there
2: with two. And we've got one... Three rosters without any QBs still as well. So... Really different takes
4: on is isn't there? How uh, this is going to play out? Gosh, Evans, look at that. Good boy. <laughs> Evans ahead of Thomas Robinson, mm. Ian and Allen. He
2: went there to be fair,
4: he's going to kind of the next of the after the big guys, isn't he? i surprised with
0: the competition he's got. Yeah, um, I don't know. Would you to be sent to someone like Alan, Robin, Alan Robinson over there? I mean, Matt Kevins is ADP, he does get drafted, you know, after a lot of the. Big guys, like you say, but when you think that he's competing with Godwin and AJ,
5: uh,
0: not AJ Brown, Antonio Brown, um, as well, you know, there's a lot of talent there, isn't there?
3: Michael Thomas gone as well, so we did kind of get a little mini wide receiver run there. Surprised by Michael
0: Thomas, but... yeah. At least we don't have to consider drafting him anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, so.
3: I'm not a fan of Michael Thomas, but if we come back to this
0: mid-fifth, I think we'd have to have an argument about. Yeah, last season when he was the number one wide receiver, undisputed, wasn't he in drafts? Um, So maybe a good pick up there. But anyway, we've been on air—well, not on air, but recording now for nearly two hours. So if there is anybody still there, and I doubt it, thank you for sticking with us. if anything, you might have learned how not to draft your fantasy team. but um, we hope it's been pretty insightful. We have picked so far through four rounds: George Kittle, Kyler Murray, Austin Eckler and DeAndre Hopkins. Um, before we wrap up, Dan, you any thoughts on final thoughts after four rounds on your favorite rosters?
3: Uh, I'll I have I shut over that mate we've got a sound base, we've got potential to build to it and yeah, I, I like ours going forward so I'm sure we'll let everyone know what we carry on with on, on Twitter or so, perhaps Yeah,
0: definitely Fred, you learn anything?
3: Yeah, definitely,
1: Um learning all the time with these things and uh, yeah, it's a pleasure watching you two argue it out and uh, yeah
0: I thought we'd been pretty tame, actually. I thought me and Dan would be trying to punch each other through his laptop screens, but...
3: I, I have to say, the best moment of the last two hours has been your face when uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. before D-Hop <laughs> yeah. and you was Adam <laughs> Ridley. <And> <laughs> travels, you literally just saw your
0: face just,
3: just drop right there. Your, your heart bombed out and it was like, uh, oh, mate, I just wanted to cry for you.
0: To be to to I'm still. I've got little tears now. I hope you can't see, but yeah. Well, if there is anybody still there, thank you for listening to us. We'll see you next week. We're not sure what we'll be doing yet. We'll keep you updated on uh, how this draft goes. And yeah, we, we've found it interesting, if nothing else. So thanks for listening. Goodbye.
3: Cheers, guys. Well, cheers.